Hello, I'm the Pirate Novelist, your captain through the rough season media. And I am DJ Loam of HT, a happy neighborhood DJ who probably fought your mother too. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, welcome to another Vanillation episode. What is this, six? Yeah, yes, six. it is. And we're late. That's what we're going to call about this. That. <laughs> Sorry about that. Um, yeah, you with my like YouTube channel, it it's life can get in the way. And we're just going to try to put this out as best we can. But, yeah, it's life. Yeah. Like, I was sick for a month. Mm-hmm. Um, my sinus was like, fuck you, and was just fucked up the left side of my face. I couldn't DJ, I couldn't record, I couldn't do anything. So that was fun. Wait, don't you don't mean, well, fuck you, you mean, well, fuck you. Like, okay, I'm talking about, like, I couldn't listen out of my left ear. Like, I could hear, but I couldn't. Listen, like really listen. It was tender, it was sensitive, and I was hating life. So it was oh. that bad. Like I just got better, and I've been. I just took control of it with Claritin, uh-huh. Benadryl, Claritin, uh, ibuprofen, and Sudafed. I feel like a king right now. Awesome. That that that's pretty awesome. Yeah. No. Um. That that uh that uh plant jank can go away. Yeah. Yeah. And like not only that, like that little thing I've been doing, that 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 little five thing that you supposed to, you know, be a part of. Yeah. I I couldn't even do it until I got better, which was like five days ago. I didn't even get started. Yeah. So I'm playing, I'm pulling some shit that I don't normally do <laughs> and getting the project done within time. Yeah. To get released on time. Absolutely. Yep. Do you want to talk so, about that, or do we want to kind of keep it still hidden? I don't care. Um, what you're doing, I'm keeping that shish. But what I'm doing, outside of what you're doing, I, I'll freely speak about. I'm doing a five-track EP, like a preview, like a, the, pro, the prologue to a project that I am not going to talk about yet, mm-hmm. um, that you're in, Josh, that's what I'm talking about, mm-hmm. that I couldn't do because I was sick. Um <laughs> Think of it like the character that's, that was in Beta Alpha Part 1, Alpha Part 2, he got lost. He mm-hmm. lost his way, he lost his path, he lost who he was. And it's like Samurai Jack being lost. Mm-hmm. And my character, he's getting back on his path. And of course, along his path, we meet some crazy motherfuckers. And <laughs> everyone has their own style. Like, in it, I, there's trap music. I don't do trap music. At all, ever in my life. Mm-hmm. For someone doing this, I have a track where I have David Bowie in it. I don't ever touch David Bowie. Ooh. I have a track where I have Aaliyah in it. Mm. I have Mary J. Blige in it. Okay. These are these are these are musicians, except for one that I always will work with because they're, they're them. That mm-hmm. I don't normally do. Okay, like the trap song, I have an artist I normally work with to do it because I'm like, this is so not me. This, you have fun, please. <laughs> <laughs> I'll just scratch. You have fun, please. Yeah, I, I feel you on that. But so it's like yeah. I'm, t- I'm touching uncharted territory to get back to what to to my roots to what I am as me. So that's mm-hmm. what it is, which and... goes into the project coming up that you're in. Hmm. I'm not going to give too, too much, but it's – this is the first time I've been really kind of serious about writing music. I've been just off and on kind of just playing, but some recent events and 
even more recent events have kind of fueled things. But it lyrically, I normally write things for myself. And if you can pull some inferences from my lyrics, great. But normally I usually write for myself, even if it's just like poetically or creative writingly. Uh, part of my part of my you know moniker is novelist. So so writing is um even creatively the type is just part of who I am. If that makes sense. Yes. Anyway, we got a little bit of cleanup, but the main meat of the episode is. My favorite band, Paramore, released their new album, and we're going to go over that in detail like we did when we did the Red Sun Rising album. Mm-hmm. But, unfortunately, there was a lot of shit that went down. Mm-hmm. But first, let's talk, like we promised, about Record Store Day. This, then that is why we're late. Yes. So, in brief, did you have a good Record Store Day? Did I what? Did you have a good record store day? I was sick that day, so no, I didn't. <laughs> like I told answer. you, I was tired. Me and God were pissed at each other for a good month, and that, it covered that too. <laughs> yeah, no, you, you and the, the plant jank were were pissed off at each other. Yeah, you. I just, I yeah, I was, I was like, fuck all y'all for like a good month. Yeah, but yeah, no, I, I had a decent record store day um just a quick brief because i've actually i think i had a video up on there you know it's really it's really hard when you've put out enough videos that you forget what videos are on your channel Hmm. but um yeah i I put up a brief video but i got pretty much everything i'd wanted and i got there about like three in the morning and my buddy um he stayed over the night before to kind of hang out and then we got up real early Went to that store, came back, got some sleep, went to another store. I bought one more thing. So I thought at least I'm there. It's record store day. It's another record store. I might as well go. It was a discount record in the book place. So while he was looking at there, I was like, maybe I should just buy one more thing. And I was like, oh, okay, cool. So yeah, this is the first time I've actually gone to two stores, and I got pretty much everything on my list. Pretty cool. And then my best friend, um, we were talking about Bowie earlier, there was a reissue of the Labyrinth soundtrack that my best friend gave me for my birthday. Now, uh, it was on pre-order. My birthday's long been passed, but that was on pre-order for uh, me, and it finally came out, and it sounds fantastic. You know, recently... Mm -hmm. Um, and we'll get into this a tiny bit later on. Harry Styles from the band One Direction, right? Yes. You would never would expect, you know, from a boy band to come out with music that the kind of music that Harry Styles did. Mm-hmm. But this white motherfucker, um, <laughs> he, he caught me by complete surprise with the content he put out. Mm-hmm. And I wish he, if he would have, like, did it and got it out in record store day. I promise you, people would have bought his stuff. I promise. Because mm. his, like his stuff. Oh my god! Like he just came out with an album. Mm-hmm. I really want to do an album review personally of his album because, like Josh, you, I don't normally do this, 
you need to listen to his album. You need to. You need to. You know what? I'm open-minded when it comes to music. So what I'm going to do here is get my handy-dandy pen out and set myself a note. That's one thing that I normally do is I set notes for myself. So let me grab a sheet of paper. Why don't I have a sheet of paper readily available? I don't know. This is my studio. I should have paper. So you you want me to to look at the new Harry Styles? I can do that. Yes. Oh yes. Oh yes. I saw it in Walmart. Yeah. I'm like, this is an interesting cover. So it, it already caught my eye. But you don't normally draw a J record by its cover. So I'm I'm just saying, like, <laughs> um, like one track I want you to really listen to mm-hmm. is called "Sweet Creature." I don't sing. I actually have a voice. I really do. I can sing. Mm-hmm. Not like strong and powerful like other people, but like soft and like peaceful if I really want to. That and now and whenever I ever sing it'll be with gospel music. I don't know why, but it happens. Mm-hmm. That one song from Harry Styles, I will I will freaking cover that song. I will sing that song. It's that nice. It's that beautiful. It's that Okay. Just listen to it. Oh my god. I will have to do that. Okay, what else happened with me? Um, I went to a concert. I mm-hmm. posted up a video on this, uh, the annual Lunatic Luau. Mm-hmm. It was really good. Um, I basically – I didn't do too much of the side stage. There's main stage and the side stage. I stayed main stage this time mm-hmm. mostly. But it was Alter Bridge, Three Days Grace, Chevelle, Avenged Sevenfold. Ooh. Good ass show the entire way. And where I was, I haven't shown you pictures of this yet because I've been waiting for them to get printed. Where I was, I was basically back part of the pit. Pretty much. And I was close enough to the stage where it was like, my goodness. It, you know, it felt like the crowd wasn't even there. I, You know, there was certain things, you know, with the crowd and everything, but it, it was a good show. Just overall... And finally, 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 Avenged Sevenfold has been promising for years that they're going to come back. They said they're picking a 2018 date to do a full set. Now, when you're a headliner at the Lunatic Law, you only get an hour. Avenged Sevenfold show goes way over an hour. Hmm. So them promising to come here and do a full set after they've had three festival dates is quite a bit, you know? Yeah, it is. And it also marked a milestone for me, uh, this, this concert. This is the second time I got to see... Oh, I forgot. How could I forget The Pretty Reckless? Silly me. It went Alter Bridge, The Pretty Reckless, Three Days Grace, Chevelle, and Event Sevenfold. Second time I got to see Pretty Reckless. First time for Chevelle. Third time for Event Sevenfold. And fourth time for Three Days Grace. And not only was it the fourth time, I've seen both Adam and Matt twice. Which is saying something. Uh, there's there's only two other bands right now that are tied with most times seen. Well, it's actually three. But uh, it's Pop Evil and 38 Special, who I've seen four times. Nobody can break four. I don't know what it is. Nobody has broken four yet. 
Meanwhile, Paramore. <laughs> I've only seen twice. Really? Yes. Do you know why? Why? Because them, like everybody else, decides to say, fuck you to my area. They skip over, and this is nothing against any of the artists, right? Mm -hmm. Most of the shit that comes through here is either country <laughs> or whatever the top top 100. And I'm not knocking. You know I'm not knocking this. It's just the top what, 100 whatever rap songs on there right now. Why not drive down to like like Shrally or Charlotte and catch a show with them down there? Work up to Maryland, like in Baltimore and DC. You are a I know to go up there. Because I am planning on possibly going to a show in September in in Baltimore. I'm saying like you're in driving distance. I I, I don't see like 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 if you have a friend like yeah I can go make up like a two day thing like like mini vacation or some shit. It's just getting off. That's all. The time off. That's really all it is. The money is no question. It's just getting the time off. That's it. Because uh, the Norva... Okay, here's another thing. Some of the artists that I do like do come here, right? Yeah. They pick days that I cannot possibly get off work to go see them. <laughs> so it's like a catch-22, you know? It's like, yeah, it's cool that you're coming here, but I can't get off. Okay, so you want me to travel. I can't get the time off to go. It that that's that's the weird thing. It's like over here in Kansas, Kansas City Day. The the shows in Kansas City. Oh my freaking god! Oh my god! <laughs> I follow that online. <laughs> oh my god! But of course, it's when I'm not when I'm when I'm working and I'm like, oh my god, why did you do this to me, you dumb bitch? <laughs> and it's I'm like, like if it was my day off. Oh my god. <laughs> Um, yeah, so that's that's coming up. I don't have too, too many concerts planned this year. Of course, every single year kind of dwindles down, which is fine. Um, I went to an antique mall today hmm. and rode one of the ricketiest elevators ever. Why? Okay, so somebody in my party who is um, coming along... Uh, is handicapped and couldn't go upstairs. Okay. So they had to take the elevator. This was a manual elevator. What? You turn the key, you hold on, you press a button, it lifts you up. I'd be kind of questioning things and beginning to manage. I'm like, you're riding with me. If I die, you die too. <laughs> no, it wasn't. It wasn't bad. It's just it was slow and it was like... And then... <laughs> It was slow, of course, you know, because it's an old elevator. And then, you know, when it gets to the point, you're like, oh, my gosh, I'm going to crush my head. Then you hear this giant, <laughs> which means that you're locked in place and can't go up anymore. I'm like, thank goodness. But that was a loud, <laughs> Well, they're antique. That's for, that's for sure. Shit. So um, at that antique mall, they, they touted on uh, the Let Go app. Mm-hmm. One dollar records, and I know it's like not the you know like oh it's a one dollar Bowie record of course, but I decided to go take a look. I'm like okay, I don't want to spend too too much money. I walk out of there the first time because I went by myself first, spending twenty bucks. Not I bad. got a Nazareth, 
I got a Molly Hatchet. Cool. I got a Saxon. Cool. And I got Emerson Lake and Palmer's Brain Salad Surgery. Cool. And you know what's kind of nice about the um, Antique Mall is like multiple vendors can be in there and just leave their stuff, of course, and then it's just who gets paid what. But there was this one guy, I'm like, this motherfucker. <laughs> wait, wait, wait to hear this. He puts a David Bowie record that's that goes roughly about like four or five dollars on the secondary market in like really good condition, like not really good condition, but decent condition. Guess how much he put it for? What? Thirty-five dollars. What record was it though? Let's dance. And so you okay. and listen to this. So the the one place where I actually did buy records. When he put like the sticker on for the price, he had at least a, a a shitty, but at least a decent dust sleeve on it, and he put the price sticker on the dust sleeve, right? Mm-hmm. The guy selling the thirty-five dollar um, Bowie record, no dust sleeve, right on the cover. So this dumb cunt. <laughs> no, I, I'm not knocking the guy, who, girl, whoever. You're not. It. I will. This dumb motherfucker. Put the fucking nigga. Well, whatever color you are, nigga. I don't know. <laughs> anyway, I, I almost had an ACDC original pressing of Back in Black, right? Mm-hmm. I look at it. Ring wear on the front, which I'm okay with if the, the media is okay on the inside. Okay. Scratched to shit. Yeah. Like, I look at it and I'm like... No, if I like, if I look at it and I can tell just like kind of right away as soon as I pull it out, if I could tell, and I brought a flashlight with me because the lighting was bad. That, that's a tip I can say is just to bring a flashlight and shine on the grooves because sometimes the light you can't really see anything. A little bit of bubbling on one of the the songs, which I was like, okay, because um, the Emerson Lake and Palmer had bubble a little bit of bubbling on one of the songs, but I know that my turntable is good enough that it'll just pop right through it and be okay. But it just wasn't in good enough condition for me. And then there was a couple of versions of Black Sabbath's Paranoid, right? Mm-hmm. $25 version from the UK. Uh, it had almost, it looks like, okay, how, how can I describe this? Not in a bad way. It had a scuff mark, but it looked like somebody drew, uh, okay, did you ever see um, Scooby-Doo on Zombie Island? Yes, I know. You remember Morgan Moonscar with, like, the C um, scar on his face? Yes. It kind of looks like that, but it was a scuff mark on the B side. What the hell? Yeah, and it was, like, 25 bucks. I'm like, okay, the first side was acceptable. The back side, I'm like, no, scuff mark. The $12 one looked like somebody threw it around like a Frisbee. <laughs> and then there was a quiet riot, you know, with the come on, feel the noise. Mm-hmm. Scratch like little surface scratches. It looks like a cat just to it. There was a couple. Mm-hmm. There was like an Aerosmith one. There was a um, Rolling Stones like Hits Volume Two, which is like the square shaped one. So I mm-hmm. could have easily looked through there. And I there was a guy who almost bought it. I didn't buy it, but they had a 311 record there for like 40 bucks. I thought there was a a dollar. I I. Yes, there were dollar ones there, but there were other ones as well. So it was kind of like, come look for the dollar ones, but oh, I have these other ones. 
I I knew that I didn't even really look through the dollar ones. So I was like, my eyes went directly to the rock section. And I was like, okay, because I looked earlier, there were like $5 records. So I was like, five bucks isn't too bad. And of course, I used Discogs to um, to look at pricing for everything. So Discogs, if you if you get the app or even have Discogs, that is a wonderful resource if you're trying to buy records because then you'll know the valuation. You can actually, on the app, you can actually take a picture of the barcode and I'll tell you the exact pressing. And then you can get valuations and also look to see what is going on on the secondary market within Discogs itself. So if you can look at the Discogs, you can actually kind of guess that that's probably what's going to go for on eBay too. Okay. And um, sorry about that. I took a sip of water. So I, you know, I have about the, these four records in my hand, right? And I went to um, Comic Con, the um, the Tidewater Comic Con, with the same friend who I went to for Record Store Day, and he stayed over. And of course, we had a really fun day. We just went the whole day. I got a really nice art print for my uh, for my record room, and. That vendor just so happened to say that she uh, was basically based in this antique mall, which was kind of cool. So he said, hey, if you're ever at that antique mall, let me know because he was looking for a certain print. I didn't find it, but I told him I'd keep an eye out for it. But I decided to go there, and it also said they had collectibles, right? Yes. An entire, I'd almost say quarter or half of the – the second floor, because that's the second floor, that's where the um, the elevator comes into play. I go take a look around. I'm, like, baffled. I saw toys I haven't seen since I was a kid. There was, like, a Millennium Falcon play set. $300. <laughs> there was G.I. Joe's. Really expensive. There was Mask Toys. That's M-A-S-K, which was around the same time that was um, G.I. Joe. They had... Uh, remember the Ghostbusters cartoon series with like the really yes. cool toys? Mm-hmm. They had like the Ecto One, the playset. They had He-Man stuff. They had Transformers. Some of these Transformers I haven't even seen before, and I knew they were really old. They had, of course, the Fungos. Of course, they had Star Trek. They had um, little. Um, my mom's boyfriend bought. Um, a xenomorph. They had met me there. That's who you know was there, uh, and someone else in the group was there as well. But my mom's boyfriend actually bought a xenomorph, and he bought the predator, and these were like posable figurines, which was kind of cool. And uh, speaking of that elevator, yeah, that rickety ass elevator. When we were coming down from it, part of the the floor bowed a little bit on that elevator. I'm like, this is how I die. <laughs> Like, ah. <laughs> the real reason I went back, and I'll send you a picture of this. Okay. In the corner, in one of the small little boxes, I saw like three Doctor Who things. They had the stamp book, which has the first 11 Doctors that you can only get in the UK. Little, uh, the you know, the, um, the square blind boxes that you can get from the Titan minifigures. They had like the little Legos, and they had this teeny little box, and all it said was Doctor Who miniatures, Ice Warriors, and it had one of the original TARDIS icons on it. 
So I was like, okay, I know they at least have it, you know? And they had Gur there, too, like handmade, like, Gur figures, which was kind of cool. But I decided, well, since I'm going out with my group to go kind of do photo shooting and just hang out, we decided to come back. And that's where I bought the Doctor Who figures. And they're really cool, but the only thing that says it says on the bottom, this is from the 1980s, it says, Warning, this product contains lead and should not be chewed or swallowed. Not suitable for ages 10 years of age. Like, you know, under 10 years old. And I read that, as soon as I get home, I'm like, the fuck? <laughs> but these are, obvious... die, bitch. <laughs> these are obviously for, like, D&D. And I think there were four in there. There's only three in here. I paid 12 bucks for it. But it was the aesthetic that it was old Doctor Who. And I look at them, they're really nicely detailed. Hmm. But, yeah, no, that, that, was, that was my day, basically, was doing that. And all that based all on records. So uh, what's been up with you now that I've babbled on for like however long it's been? Uh, so let's see. I started a new job recently. Okay. I'm doing the same kind of work. I'm not going to say what it is. Message mm-hmm. me if you want to know. Let's just say I know your iPhone like the back of my hand now. Mm-hmm. Um. I of course when I changed jobs there was a lapse of there was a lapse of men, money at the same time that my rent was due at the same time that my my fridge was empty and at the same time all my bills were due at the same time too so oh yeah <laughs> you know what I know that all too well yeah I of course was like I need Jesus for this one. And I contacted people watching. I've contacted up to including my exes, and that was fun. Oh, <laughs> so it's basically like the uh, the gravy train derailed. You uh-huh. flew into a pit of lava, mm-hmm. and basically debt rammed you up the ass. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Especially when the ex I contacted thought, "Oh, he wants to come back with me," and then, oh my god. <laughs> Also, uh, that that was a pleasant visual, wasn't it? That I just just painted everybody's heads. Yeah, that 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 sums it up quite 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 well too. <laughs> and also, if we haven't preface, prefaced this, this is not a kids podcast. Oh hell no! Oh hell no! You're that was clean. That was a clean version. I that, that, that was a, that was the clean version. Um, let's see, besides that, I got some swing of things with my job recently, so I'm happy with that. Mm-hmm. Um, I just got the, f- I've been more focused with my music now, which I've been happy about. I've mm-hmm. been working on my own website. I have been, that EP I'm speaking about, I'm actually feel ready to make this new project, this other new project that you're on. Mm-hmm. The last time I tried, it, it didn't feel right, though. I tried to force myself to make it. And, like, when the date come, I was like, I, no. And I just delete everything. I just, like, no. Now it's, like, now it's time. Yeah. It's time. It's, it's, it's now, this is green light. Let's do this. Yeah. And weirdly, you know, and this is, like, an exclusive for this podcast, because I won't say it's nowhere else. With beta part one and part two of Alpha, I always did it with my former label, Cure and Entertainment. Mm-hmm. I left them last year because I wanted to do my own thing. Okay. And it felt right to me. Yeah. 
a year later, they lost a lot of people for various reasons. Mm-hmm. Not on them, I think. Thank God, not on them, but just various reasons. And I personally know that they've been getting back on the feet. I personally know that they've been actually handling the business. Of course, I'm, I'm more busy now with them, with me being out of them, than me being inside of them. So I'm like, what the hell? <laughs> um, but at the same time, it's like, I feel ready to make this. Mm-hmm. But I don't want to make this without them. I got you. So, like, there's, like, a part of me that is, like, there's, I, it doesn't feel right to make this without them. It doesn't. Yeah. But if I go, if I go back, I gotta go back for the long haul. I can't go back for this project. Mm-hmm. So now I'm in a bit of a crossroads. So I was like, do I go back for the long haul? Or do I do something new and don't do it with them at all? Mm-hmm. And that's what I'm stuck at. It's like, if I tell them I need to do this with y'all, it's gonna be, join us. We come back. Or yeah. I do this myself independently. And I'm like, oh god. <laughs> yeah, no, that's that's something that you kind of have to sleep on. I've been sleeping on it, drinking on it, had sex on it. I had <laughs> I, I, I smoked some weed on it, had a lot of food to it. So I haven't come to the decision yet. <laughs> yeah, and and uh, just for everybody who knows, I'm starting up a new band, basically. And I'm uh, in it. <laughs> yes, basically, yeah, you're in it. Um. It, right now, the working name is Carnal Underland, mm-hmm. which I know you've had concessions with, but that to me is something that I've wanted, I've thought about for a while, and it feels right, you know? Now, I've had two other defunct projects that I may start up eventually if I decide that that's what I want to go under, but right now I did all the work to basically get the email and the Twitter page and the Facebook page going. And I will include you on that after we're all said and done here. But I'm like, I put in the work for that name. I might as well go with that name because the last time I did those other two names, I didn't know what I was doing. But now I know how to market semi. So I thought I might as well just grab it while I can, even if I just keep it in my back pocket. So that's the working name right now. And I, I haven't put my touch to it yet. So once you're ready to go, I can. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, cause, cause I, I, I learned something when I was focusing on my stuff and I was like, Oh, that's how you do it. Okay. Let's, oh, okay. I, I can apply this everywhere else now. So yeah. I can apply the same to your stuff, to, to our band. So yes. Yes. And we're, we're still kind of developing a style right now, but. I, I do know that I would love to eventually cover one day Feel Good Inc. Mm-hmm. And I know you've had concessions with singing, but I'm sorry. Like, you got to be on that track. I, I already know. And like with Harry Styles, it's like I don't sing all the time, but that track, <laughs> oh my God, I'll sing it. I will happily sing it. Oh my God. That's, and there's a few tracks I want to cover so bad that is like, my voice ain't that good, but I, I will – something will happen when I make that track. That's that's how I feel with mine. You know, um, I'm just singing for myself, really. And if anybody wants to listen and if it so procures you that you like it, great. I'm just doing this for me in, in theory, you know? Yes. But but speaking of writing um, writing for me, um, I, I think we need to talk about something that happens 
in recent events. Yeah. This, this unfortunately is our somber portion um, of the podcast. Uh, we lost one of the absolute greatest singers in rock history. Uh, Chris Cornell committed suicide recently. Um, I don't believe that, but okay. You know, there's plenty of articles out right now that unfortunately go into excruciating detail. And I wish I didn't, I wish I wouldn't have read it. But in, in, in essence, he, um, he hanged himself. It's, that's what the reports are leading. And it's, it's leading to another conversation about suicide and all of that. And we're not going to go, I mean, if you need the help, this is our portion really quick. If you need the help, please don't do it. Get the help, please. Let me tell you something. Let me tell you something really quickly. Because yes. I actually, unfortunately, have a lot more experience at this. And I, I actually work for a psychologist with this. So let me say this first. Yes, okay? yes, go ahead. Been there, done that. Attended it. Tried to hang myself. Tried a gun. Tried pills. Gun, gun misfired. The rope broke. And I, and I took a lot of Bandro and I had a great ass sleep. I get it. I assure you, I get it. Okay? But there's a reason why you're alive. It's not for chits and giggles. I don't know what you believe in. Don't care to know. You want to tell me? Message me. But you're alive for a reason. You're not alive just because. Yes. It may be bad right now. But one, you'll get out of it. You will be better. You'll get through this. Okay? Yes. It's, it's sad that this event happened to this musician. I kind of don't believe what really happened, but that's just me. Then again, yeah. I may be wrong. Whatever happened, it happened. He's, yeah. he's gone. Okay? Yep. If you're having thoughts of that style of things, you can contact me. You can contact Pirate Novelist. Yep. I work for a woman who specializes in this. I know people who will who will talk to you. If you need somebody to talk to, we are here for you. Please. Yes. I'd rather you feed me I'd rather you talk me to death than you than you end your life because I assure you there's gonna be somebody who's gonna miss you. Yes. And I assure you suicide is not the answer. Absolutely. And isn't there a saying out there that suicide doesn't end the pain, it just transfers it to somebody else? Mm-hmm. Which is, I, I believe, absolutely true and is somebody who openly now says that I've had those thoughts before, which, to be completely honest, I haven't had in, like, almost over a decade. It Those... Uh, I, it's a really touchy subject, but I'm just going to say that as someone who's had those thoughts, I've had somebody just talk me through it, and then I was fine. You know? And it's different for everybody. I mean, all I really, to be completely honest, all I really needed was a good night's sleep. Because when I'm tired, I'm one of those cranky people. Like, unless you even give me, like, coffee, I'm the cranky person. But, I, I think... Yeah, just tweet us. Contact us. Contact somebody. Please. 
Like, I'd rather you call me and say, nigga, I need to talk to you. I'm like, random as shit, but okay, let's go. <laughs> yeah, it's like, I I'm know it's 3 fact. in the morning. I know you have work in the morning. I'm like, yeah, what's up? Um, I'm not feeling too good. I'm like, okay, and then just talk. Do not feel embarrassed. Do not feel afraid to. So, with that little bit of business out of the way, I'd like to talk just a little bit, just very briefly, on what Chris's music meant to me. Um, so, my birthday is unfortunately the day that Kurt Cobain committed suicide. Not the exact day, but that day, Kurt Cobain committed suicide. And a few years later, Lane Staley overdosed on my birthday. Your day is really... Never mind. Go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. And then a few years later, this is just an aside. My favorite comedian died in the place I was born on my birthday. You really have a... Tr- I, mm, go, ahead, go ahead. Go ahead. Yes. Go ahead. You can tell I have some traumatizing times. <laughs> you, you see? Shit. God damn. But I can you laugh about clean. it. Fuck. Like, <laughs> But I'm honestly happy. I'm an honestly happy person. I hope so. Shit. God damn. Sorry about that. But um, um, one of the big things that one of the big songs that I've always loved is "Hunger Strike" by Temple of the Dog. And if you've watched my YouTube channel. I entered a contest, which I'm entering another one, um, same guy, who basically started me going into uh, YouTube. And if it wasn't for that YouTube video and me me wanting to be back into YouTube and wanting to do it, I would have never have gone and said, hey, let's do this podcast. So it was kind of trickle from there, but one of my holy grails for the longest time was Temple of the Dog because I loved the song Hunger Strike. And on that whole album was fantastic, but I, I just remember um, the first time hearing that, and also the first time hearing "Say Hello to Heaven." That that song to me, um, is one of the most beautiful rock songs I've ever heard in my life. "Say Hello to Heaven," and if you haven't heard it yet, I highly recommend that you listen to it. This um, was a tribute. Well, Basically, Temple of the Dog was a tribute to a band called Mother Love Bone. Uh, Andrew Wood was the lead singer for that one, and even he was pretty much like the precursor to all the Seattle stuff. So he unfortunately passed away from overdose. It seems like a common trend, unfortunately. But that was a tribute album to him. And basically, it was a super group of... Soundgarden and Pearl Jam kind of mashed together. And even then, Mother Love Bone was a, um, a supergroup. You can tell I, I know the history of Seattle rock music. I know a lot. But after I heard Temple of the Dog, I was like, okay, that's kind of cool. And then I went and I saw this band called Soundgarden when I was um, at the thrift store one time. And I'm like, okay, this is a really kind of cool cover. It was for Bad Motor Finger. And I was like, okay, let me listen to this. I put that on. That 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 album was 
fantastic. You know, Rusty Cage and oh my goodness, so many good songs off of that. Jesus Christ Pose was a really good song off of that. And then I heard it. When I was playing rock band years and years ago, before I was even into Temple of the Dog, I played rock band, right? Mm-hmm. One of my favorite songs in rock band to play ever was Black Hole Sun. And back then, that was roughly around before pre-Paramore days, I want to say, or a little post-Paramore. My memory is a little foggy right now. You have to apologize. It's after midnight my time when we're recording this. Mm-hmm. But I remember that was one of my favorite songs. So I go and I, I track down that album just to listen to it on like on Project Playlist. Did, do you remember Project Playlist at all? Did you ever use that? Not really, no. But basically all it was was a precursor to Spotify. And what you could do was you just go into this. It was just basically a file hosting site to a degree. And you could go on and um, create playlists, listen to songs. It was for free, of course, but you just listen to it through the website. And it was that website that got me into Paramore, basically. So this website meant a lot to me years ago. So I went and I found some other songs from them. Uh, You know, Fell on Black Days, and then The Day I Try to Live. That, to me, is my favorite uh, Soundgarden song. I don't know why, it's just maybe Chris's vocals on that, but yeah, it's his voice was just so unique and so different, and I'm saying and a lot, sorry about that. You're fine. <laughs> his, his voice was so unique and different, I remember, oh, I remember... If you watched years and years ago, American Idol, the season that it was David Cook versus David Archuleta, David Cook covered a version of Billie Jean that was covered by Chris Cornell. And that's one of my favorite versions of the song, like ever. It's so somber and it's just guitar driven and it's really takes a whole different view on that song, which I loved about uh, what he did with that. And then there was the song that was in the Avengers, which was a really good song. Man, it's I'm trying to put into words what I'm trying to say here, but he was one of the big ones for me to go. And, you know, everybody has their time. Unfortunately, that's that's the thing with life. But th- this was way too soon. Way too soon. Oh, and th- there was one more. The, the Zach Brown Band song that he did, Heavy as the Hand. One of the heaviest country songs I've ever heard in my life. Have you heard that song? No, I actually never heard of him, to be truly honest. Uh, you mean Zach Brown? No, uh, this artist, the artist that passed away. Chris Cornell. Oh, Soundgarden. Okay, you saw the Avengers, right? Yes, I have. You know the ending credits song? Yeah. Oh my God. We will live to rise. That song. Oh fuck. Oh, that damn. was Soundgarden. Oh. oh damn. Oh 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 God. Oh, I'm sorry, people. Oh shit. Yeah, now I see why everybody's moody. Sorry, I didn't know. I did not know. 
Calm you, down. You're fine. You're fine. <laughs> <laughs> I, I didn't know. I don't listen to rock all the time. Okay. <laughs> you're fine. That's that's why that's why you're the guru on things that I don't know. Mm-hmm. You know, you listen to stuff that I don't normally listen to. And again, I will give everything a chance. But certain songs give me positive energy, negative energy, or energy that I just don't like myself when I listen to it. But I digress. Uh, Chris's music was somber in a lot of cases. Um, you could tell he was battling a lot of stuff. And looking at it from the viewpoint of now, there's a lot of stuff I'm catching. I mean, different meanings I'm catching now in the music. And I I just remember driving to work. The, the, I had woken up. And that was, you know, the the news had broke. And that's the first thing I wake up to. You know, I, I say my morning prayer, of course, and, you know, make sure make sure my legs are working, make sure everything's good to go for the day. And I decide, okay, I'm going to just check Facebook. Chris Cornell died. The first thought that popped in my head is like, is this some kind of hoax? Because you know there are all those hoaxes out there. Mm-hmm. Like the Avril Lavigne one. Have you heard that one? Oh, 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 yeah. I uh, not get into that, but yes. We're not gonna get into that, but I thought it was a hoax. And then CNN breaks it, and then BBC breaks it, and I'm like, Associated Press breaks it, and then Al Jazeera breaks it, and then my mother tells me, I'm like, what the hell? Yeah, that that was me that morning, and I'd gotten up. And that's the morning that I chosen because I try to go to the gym at least like three times a week right now. So it was the morning that I decided to take off so I can, you know, have a not, not that I don't have a good breakfast, but so I can just, you know, collect my thoughts for the day, have kind of the morning to myself. I stood in my kitchen, just numb a little bit, to be completely honest. It didn't take until I was driving to work that it actually hit. And I will be completely honest with you, man to man, I lost it. Like, even talking about it now, it's... I'm really sad about it. It's it's hard to put into words. I've noticed that... um... When certain musicians come into your life, okay, mm-hmm. it feels like they're like a, a part of your family because it was like they sing to you at your best time, your worst time, yourself like that. Absolutely. There's a musician that passed away last year that I, oh my freaking God, all the Mexico jewels crying. And I'm like, mm-hmm. that's a lot of tissues I don't have to give you. I'm just going to put that out there now. Yeah. Like, there's one musician that I listened to when I was a child. Mm-hmm. Well, listen to him now. His name is Macho Montano. Mm-hmm. Okay, I'm t- I'm, I promise you, I grew up to his music. I'm not even kidding. Mm-hmm. And, like, I know 20 of his albums, like, by heart. I, I check his music on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. I can, like, when I made Alpha Part 2, I like he's he's on every one of my projects in some way or fashion. He's on it, mm-hmm. especially this one that's coming out now. 
and the next one too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and like I promoted that album with his name so damn t- so many damn times he blocked me on Instagram. <laughs> um, but I assure you, the day he dies, I'm gonna be a fucking mess. I'm gonna be a mess because it's like he's been an intricate part of my life. Like even with now, if I the, if I ever have to perform a song, a cover a song, and it's a soca song, it's gonna be one of his songs. Mm-hmm. It's hands down, it's going to be. I, there's no question. It's gonna mm-hmm. be one of his songs because I know his songs by heart, easily. Mm-hmm. And like that's what got me into his music. Got me into DJing his music. Hell, he he went. To, he used to go by Masha Montana HD. And there's a reason why my name is DJ Lowe of HD. Mm-hmm. That wasn't just cause. It, yeah. it was because of him. Plus, plus somebody took DJ Lone Wolf and I was like, I was kind of pissed off. But still, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so I get it. Yeah. I don't know this. I don't know this this guitarist who passed away. I don't know him, mm-hmm. but I can see how he was a major part of people's life. Just like how this musician I know, Marshall. Is a major part of my life. I get it. So when people say, "Oh, you're just a musician," no, you don't. You don't get it. And for those of us who music is completely ingrained in our lives, who get energy from music, and there are ones out there that just casually listen to music, but there are some of us out there like me who get energy from music. Who music is ingrained in most of their daily life um it yeah it it's hard to put into words but chris's voice was just one of those voices in my my life that it's it's a big one and i'm i'm so very very glad i actually got to see them uh live and uh I won tickets. This is actually before I got the job that I'm in now. Like, maybe like a couple of months beforehand. They were coming with the Dillinger Escape Plan and Nine Inch Nails. And I really, really wanted to go, but didn't have the money. Well, it turns out that the fates blessed me with with tickets. I won tickets to the concert. And let me just tell you, I was so absolutely happy you know i'd asked off from my two jobs at the time let me tell you i actually worked two jobs at that point i think it was two jobs it was just before the two jobs that i seriously had no days off for an entire month monday through sunday i worked and let me tell you that was one of the most draining experiences of my life yeah, nah, I, uh, but nah, I'm not, not to, I'm not getting to that. But yeah, I, go I, ahead, start. One of the yeah. best shows I've been to in my life. I was not front, you know, I was not front and center. I was a little farther back because I, I got in seats. But one of the best concerts, easily top five of my life. And it's up there with, with seeing Pearl Jam and Allison Chains. And in some degree, it might usurp the very first time I saw Paramore. It meant that much to me. And I, I go back and I look at the pictures. For some reason, my stupid self back then decided to take some video of the concert. And I recorded the entirety of Black Hole Sun. 
and I, I, I go back and I listen to it, and I'm like, oh my gosh, I actually have video of this. And I, I went back and I reminisced. And that's how I want to remember Chris. Yes, he had problems, you know, it's unfortunate the way he had passed, but that's how I want to remember Chris, is me going to actually to that concert because I thought I didn't have a chance in hell of going, and I got to go. And that's how I want to remember him. And I'm not going to act like I know who the, who the hell he was until the day he died, so I'm not going to tell you I'm, I'm going to remember his ass because I really don't. <laughs> but I'll have to send you some of his stuff eventually. You're going to have to because I didn't know who the hell he was until the day he died. I really didn't. So, But uh, my condolences to his family and yes. his spouse and, and all his fans. I know his your kids. nigga died. I'm yeah. sorry. And his kids too. I know your nigga died. But he'll be fine. I assure you, you will get through this. I promise. Yeah. Just don't, just don't shoot me. That will suck. Don't do that. But yeah, it'd be fine. <laughs> You're fine, and and you were open and honest at the beginning, which is fine. And I believe our listeners will be okay with that. We just yeah, got done having sure. a conversation about not taking lives. He yeah, did. Just, I I just just don't shoot me. That'd be fantastic. <laughs> shoot a tr- like shoot the ground, shoot the tree. Go go to the range. You'll learn you'll learn how to use your gun anyway. Go to the range and learn how to use your gun properly. Gun safety, great for you. Go learn it. Absolutely. Anyway, <laughs> <laughs> anyway, let's move on to our album review. Oh, that that this album. This is an interesting one. This it one is. Um, let me do a little bit of a preface here, uh, just before we start. Paramore, I would not be sitting here basically loving music and having this podcast without them. This is my number one favorite artist, so I can look through it with a critical lens, but I'm also going to look through it with a fan lens, if that makes sense. Whereas I, I am not a fan of them in any way she perform, not being against them, but I'm not their fan, so I get to be the critical asshole. Yay! So and I can tell where the, the, the ones where you're going to be – you're not going to be an asshole about it, of course. But I can tell where the faults are with this album. So this is Paramore's fifth studio album. Yes. And this um, was released on May 12, 2017 through Fuel by Ramen. And it's a follow-up to their self-titled album, 2013. Uh, just before that, uh, two of the founding members had decided to leave. In between Brand New Eyes and the self-titled album, there was a lot of turmoil. Uh, the Farrow brothers, Josh Farrow and Zach Farrow, left the band. And I remember that day, it was a day in infamy, where I didn't know if my favorite band was going to continue. And then they decided to continue and come out with what was called the Singles Club, which at the time I thought was a Paramore dating service. I wasn't alone in that. <laughs> just, just as a funny aside, but they come out with three new songs. And I'm like, okay. And they also had a song called Monster, which was featured in the third Transformers movie. Yeah, it was the third. They were featured in the third Transformers movie, which was kind of cool. Uh, I, I'm not going to go into why I may or may not like Transformers right now. But anyway. So they come out with the self-titled album. And that just so happens to be the second time I saw them. 
Uh, I didn't get to see them too, too much because we've already talked about that. Uh, well, me and you talked about it, but basically, yeah, people don't like to come around here for some reason. Or timing. So, the self-titled album comes out. Great. And then, a little while after, one of the other founding members decides to leave. And that's Jeremy Davis, the bassist. Who I identified with a lot. Uh, even in a couple of my friends nicknamed me Jeremy just because that was who they reminded. You know, I was the Jeremy of, like, the group. So when he left, that that was crazy. And then, of course, do you know about the lawsuit? No, I don't. Jeremy basically sued the band because he thought that uh, Haley was treating him like an employee and not equal to the band. And they settled out of court. So... With that in mind, you might get a little night better idea of what some of these lyrics are about. Did Jeremy come back or no? No, he's gone. He he left a long time ago, and it stings that he had to he sued the band, basically. So, um, so who are the members now? You have Haley Williams, Taylor York, and Zach Farrow. Zach uh, originally had posted that they were just hanging out, right? And everybody's like, oh my gosh, speculation, is he in the band? Is he back in the band? This and that. I'm like, come on, guys. They're just hanging out for, like, lunch, right? Mm-hmm. And then his band, Half Noise, records an EP with Haley on vocals. And I'm like, what are you guys up to? And then, oh, Zach's going to be drumming on the, the next album. Oh, cool! That that's awesome, because um, Elliot Rubin had drummed for Paramore, the self-titled album. And if you don't know who that is, he's part of Nine Inch Nails, which was kind of cool. So I'm like, okay, so he's back for the album. That's that's great. That's cool. One of the you know the members is back, and even then, uh, Taylor's brother Justin has been helping out a lot with guitar. And then they make the announcement that he's back in the band. I'm like, wow. So there's been a lot of uh, internal turmoil with this band. So that may shed some light on some of these songs. And I'll, I'll have to go from a fan perspective in, in each of the songs, kind of what kind of revolves around it. So you, the listener, can get an idea interpretation-wise and as a fan-wise, and then you can get the critical view-wise. So the first track, Hard Times, was the first single that had come out. So there was no word since 2013. Four years, we've been waiting for a new album. All of a sudden, hey, here's a brand new track, and our new record's coming out May 12th. We're like, what, what, what? Red alert, red alert, what the hell is this? So Hard Times drops. So let's start with Hard Times. What did you think of this track? Makes me feel. I was like, coming out of left field, like, okay, I expected something harder than this. But okay, I'm guessing, okay, this is a concept album now, or are we doing? That's, um, that's Haley... how I felt at first, too. And I'll be completely honest. Uh, the switch from, from Taylor Swift when she switched from country to pop, that threw me through left field. Okay. This, the minute I heard it, was like, okay, this is a change in their sound. 
I'm cool with that, especially because I I heard um, Half Noise's EP and was like, okay, this is cool. So I know basically how Zach operated, you know? It wasn't as harsh for me, at least as a fan of a jar, if that makes sense. Carrying on, um, Haley vocals, still strong, still powerful. Yep. Um, the vocals, definitely okay. Um, I listened from the standpoint of the overall feel. I did not listen for the vocals. So Josh, laugh. Hard enough, listen, you're covering that. But the overall feel of the song, it was like, this is something new. Mm-hmm. Yeah. This is something you need, need to pay that, pay attention to. Um, my rating, I'll give it 6.57, and 7's pushing it for me, so fuck it, 6.5. Mm-hmm. Because it was so out of like, because I listened to Paramore before Courtesy of You. I I, I kind of had no choice. So <laughs> I listened to Paramore, and I, I, I know what the sound is. So coming into it fresh, haven't heard them in like a, a couple years now, and I'm like coming in, I'm like, okay, what the fuck have y'all been doing? That's exactly how I felt, and for me, um, even on the weaker songs, I still liked some portion of the song, and that's just because, like, you have that artist who means the world to you. This this uh, Paramore is the one artist that means the world to me. So, uh, I'll, I'll just say this: I, I like. Every song, and I don't like every song in a sense. If you actually listen to the lyrics, this song is dark. This is one of their darkest albums. And and the album is called After Laughter. And again, the first track is Hard Times. So, you under, did you understand the lyrics just a little bit? Yay or nay? A tiny bit. Okay, so Haley writes that she wants to wake up fine. So, you know, growing up is common in a lot of the Paramore lyrics. So, you know, it's about that thoughts of morality, you know? Yeah. And it's all those hardships that are kind of taken over in your life. And that's, that's, I'm briefing over a couple of things. And of course, I talked about all the, Hard times, going to make you wonder why I even try. Hard times, going to take you down mm-hmm. and laugh when you cry. These lies, and I still don't know how I even survive. Hard times. So that's talking about the tur- basically the turmoil in your life. Basically. That's the interpretation that I get out of it. But um, I've heard this song so much, and when it comes to like albums, I, I listen to... Um, singles so much from the album that sometimes it becomes detached out of the album for me. So this this song kind of is detached out of the album, in a sense. It's that that and that that what concerns me because it's like with albums nowadays, like albums is a story. Okay, it's mm-hmm. like here's another piece of my soul. Here is why I wanted to feel. Okay. Like, sometimes artists give you a story that got nothing to do with them. That's something that you got to sit down to experience. Yeah. Sometimes it's like, this was going on with me at this point in time. Like, Beyonce with Lemonade. Yeah. You know? But, yeah. like, if you drop a song, like, like, if you drop a song from the album and it gets a lot of radio play because it's that nice of a song, it's like, 
when you rehear it in the album, it's like, that don't feel like a party album now. What the, what is this? Like, all these tracks is brand new. I get how they connect, but how does this one song I have heard so many times and, and my, and my interpretation is now this fits with this. Mm-hmm. And that's what my, that's my slight concern with this, the other project I have with your in it is yeah. like th- that, what we're doing, your it is coming now on blah, blah day. And like, I'm worried that the interpretation that it will be received with, with you in it and with with it being in this thing, yep. how it's going to be, how it's going to fit. Yeah. So, like, especially that's why my rating 6.5 is like, it's such a left field catch you off guard. Is like, I heard Paramount before, this is not their style. I'm not saying they can't have a new style. It's like why I why right from the jump? Why yeah. not throw it in later on in the album? That way we're ready for it. We're ready to hear it. Okay, like a build up. I'm not for me. I'm you're being the critical side of things. I'm being the explaining side of things. So I'm actually not going to give quote unquote a review because I'm too much of a fanboy. I see. Yeah. Because <laughs> to be completely honest, every single Paramore song, including this album. Every single one of their songs, including their demos, including any of the live versions, including any of their covers, has some sort of meaning in my life. So I'm too deep of a fan to give this... I mean, I can give it a critical review, but I'm here more for the um, talking about what the songs kind of mean in the meta, if that makes sense. And this is where I'm kind of intrigued at what, what you're going to say later on. Because this one song that I heard that I know you got, I know you're going to you're gonna talk about. I know I can feel it. It's a song that caught me off guard when I really listened to it. I'm like, wait a minute, what the fuck is this? I know exactly which one you're talking about. But it's, first, it's, but first hmm. let's talk about Rose Colored Boy. And I got to so, start, gotta start okay. with Low Key. No pressure. Just hang with me in my weather. I'm sorry, that's such an earworm. I love it. Slight. The 70s just ended going into the 80s feel. That's, like, yep. I, I, I'm about to go into the UK type shit, but should I go or not? Like, let's <laughs> wait a minute. Um, Haley, your voice kind of faltered a tiny bit, but it still stays strong. I a little bit like you know you better see some some real shit later on the album and you're not ready for it yet but mm-hmm. you know you got to so you're just trying to stay strong um the song was nice for what it is i'll give it a seven mm-hmm. because it's like i it's like they're preparing themselves for what happens later on the album yes they're not ready yet they're they're, they're trying to conserve their energy for what's about to happen so i just like like the like the prologue before the real shit because yes. the real shit I heard, oh my god, this ain't it. <laughs> <laughs> um, what I like about this song is each subsequent Paramore album I can listen to, but each one that comes out at a different point in my life, and this probably be the same with your favorite artist, you, DJ Lone Wolf, and you, the listener. Every single album that comes out, something happens in my life that I can draw from the album. I'm normally an optimistic person, 
But this song grounded me for a lot of reasons. So, yes, I try to tend to look on the bright side of life, but at the same time, when I ain't feeling it, I ain't feeling it. And that's basically what this song boils down to. Like, come on, you can't be an optimist all the time. Come on. You know? <laughs> your your world around you can kind of collapse to a degree. And that's, that's basically what this song means in the meta. And I'll... I'll just read part of the the um the chorus here real quick. Just let me cry a little bit longer. I ain't gonna smile if I don't want to. Hey man, we all can't be like you. You know what? I wish we were all rose colored too, my rose colored boy. So Haley, you know, I, I met Paramore years and years ago and there's a song later on that's related to this. But she always seems like a positive, happy person. You can't keep that up. Forever. Nah, no, 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 Because no. somebody's gonna piss your ass off, and it's gonna be fun to watch. I'm sorry, but yeah, you're, but you're it's, you can't always be happy, and that's okay, you know. But that's what it kind of boils down to. Which leads into "Told You So." Told you people. so. Yep. What did you it's think? It's like. <laughs> Like I just jumped back, like like she was like, oh wait, I'm going going back to the eighties and jump back to the seventies type feel, um, kind of bouncy, kind of hey da 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 da, da trying to put a shield over your face for getting you mentally ready yeah. because the next track after this is like now we're in it, let's do it. It's like told you so, told you so feels too out of place, and where the placement is in the album. Okay. Because considering what the next track is, it's like, why would you put Told You So with, with Forgiveness? Yep. If you really listen to Forgiveness compared to Told You So, it's like, what the hell is Told You So doing there? So the placement is totally wrong for me personally. Mm -hmm. Overall, the track is nice. So I'll give the track itself mm -hmm. an eight. The placement, I fucking hate. So Haley, what the hell? For me, uh, when Told You So came out, I was listening to, you know... Uh, let me get back in. Ugh. Hard times and then told you so. So for me, in the context of hard times told you so, hard times told you so, it's hard times rose color boy told you so. So for me, it's kind of like I've listened to enough. Yeah, it was a little jarring at first, but I've listened to it enough where I'm like, okay, I kind of know what's next. But it's, you know, one of those... I guess it's like talking about the easiest way to talk about this is kind of like don't be like too happy to rub it in people's faces when you mess up. Just don't be a dickbag, basically. <laughs> don't enjoy being right all the time because you're not going to be. And then guess what the world's going to say? Ha ha, told you so. Don't laugh. <laughs> it's me personally told you so should have been at the end of the album it should have been because the feel of it it was like it should have been like after the fight after the war after the bullshit that happens it should have been like the contract you listen to to heal your wounds type of shit not get you ready for the for the shit you got to get yourself into later <laughs> in the very next track the very next track Which it's not like three tracks in it's the very next fucking track and we're gonna jump right into it
forgiveness. What the hell, Haley? Got me my damn feelings. I wasn't even ready. I wasn't even mentally ready for that shit. I was looking at porn when I heard that song. I was like, wait, what the fuck? And I turned off the porn. I'm like, nigga. I mean, my feelings for two hours and, and some shit. I was feeling moody as hell for like a good portion of my night. Because it was like, now we're in this shit. Now you're gonna fucking listen to the bullshit that we've been, de- been dealing with. This like, is where like, you get... you... No, go ahead. Oh, oh, sorry, go ahead. This is where you get a sense that this is their darkest album yet. What? Like, what the fuck? Yeah. Like, the song itself is a nine. Just, just like, like you could have done better mastering it, honestly, but, but the track itself is a nine. Like, And I need to say this here, okay? Mm-hmm. Don't give it too much fault because this is Taylor's first album where he's given produced credit. He is given all credit to be within the band. He's always been like a secondary member for years and years and years. I'm just putting that out there for the people listening. And just so you know, too, I'm not going to fault him too, too much, but he deserves all the credit he gets for all the shit he's been through, too, you know? But yeah, no, this this is a whoo. I love this track just because of like, yes, Haley's had, you know, the playing God, the angry kind of track. But this is one of the angriest tracks I've ever heard. My nigga. You ginger haired nigga. My God. She's not ginger haired anymore. Whatever the fuck hell color your hair is. is Finally accepting of her blonde hair. Whatever it's been for years and years, but she finally accepts who she is. And you know what? This shows. She's finally accepting who she is. She's not masking anything. And I'm so thankful for that. And you you rainbow nigga. That's my new (laughs) word. Okay. That's gonna be the new insult now, isn't it? You rainbow nigga. You rainbow ass nigga. It doesn't even get it doesn't even get better on the next track. That's the track I really want to talk about. But God. Let's, Let's get to fake happy and that intro. Oh my God! Let, 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 okay, you're you're the fanboy. You're gonna go say all. Let me say this shit. Go, Haley. Okay, there are certain songs that musicians make that you know their soul is completely open in this one. This is one of those tracks, like from the jump, just hearing your raw vocals. Mm-hmm. Like I know that wasn't matched. I know that wasn't mixed. That was just you just sitting there, just singing it, yep. and like how how emotional you felt singing it. It was like, what just happened to you when when you made that song? You was going through some shit. You was fucked up when you made that song. Not not like you was drunk or high, but like you just heard some news that you wasn't ready to hear when you made that song, and like had me mentioning some more, and like. That was a 10. Because of how raw it was. That was a fucking 10. And this this True. is honestly one of the best tracks on the album. And that, that's saying a lot for me, especially being a fanboy. But you now can understand, even just listening, all the shit they all the shit and the turmoil everything went through they went through. This album almost didn't happen. Paramore almost called it quits. And this is that song that tells kind of that moment where they almost quit. Like, God damn. 
I don't only give out tens. I don't give out tens. I only give out a ten when I can, when I know you did your best. When I know that was your all. When I know that was some shit you went through to make that song. And I love that the vibe, like how jarring it is with the not the '80s vibe with it, but just kind of like the vibe, and then the lyrics being so jarring. Like that's the kind of song that if I smoke, if I smoke a blunt. And I hear that song, I'm gonna be in my feelings, I'm gonna start crying, I'm gonna start telling some shit and I'll be talking about. That's all that's what kind of song that is. I will not be high listening to that song because I'm gonna be crying on your lap in like twenty minutes. And yeah. I'm blaming you, Haley. That's just, just <laughs> that that was a ten. Paramore, that was a fucking ten through and through. Even with Taylor being a new member. No, he's like, been a member for years. He's finally getting what I meant is he's well, getting a, a main main member. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. A bit, Taylor being an actual main member and like that was a ten. I give credit where credit is due. That was a fucking ten. I like that. I, now, I like that. Sticking with the number, the next track is called Twenty Six. <sighs> Haley, you rainbow motherfucker! Uh, why did you make that track? Why? Why? It's like. Fake love was so fucking perfect. And then you fucked it up. Why? Just, it's like, I, I, I couldn't even rock to the song. I couldn't even, like, I listened to the song because I had to, to get the proper review, but it was like, I would listen to the song over again. Like, like, were, like, was something off? It didn't feel right when you made it? Like, when you're making a song, if it doesn't feel right, don't make it. That was one of the tracks where it didn't feel right, and yet you made it. That was a fucking three. Like, yo, nigga, how do you go from a ten to a three? That don't make any sense to me. Mm. And I can, a seven, like I, a seven, a mm-hmm. seven and eight, and a nine and a ten and a three. What the fuck? I can feel you on that, and and for me, that this is a weaker one. Uh, I'll be. I'm gonna preface. I do not hate any Paramore song, which is really <laughs> strange. But I can agree that this one was a little bit weaker. But in the scheme of things, overall, you know what age I am right now, right? No, I don't. I'm 26. Now we know. Okay. <laughs> but okay. This, this is another one where lyrically it means a little bit to me. So I can forgive some of the things from a critical standpoint. But from a fan standpoint, I'm like, okay, I'm, uh, at least for me, I was feeling it. And I can definitely see where you're not feeling it. I can absolutely see that. Which is fine, you know? But. And like, it, it gets me because going to the next track is like. It's like. I'm going to get to pool in a minute, but it's like. 26 is like. I'm like, why did you make the song? Why? That wasn't, that was not, like, just, no. That, no. That wasn't your cup of tea. Hell no. Fuck no. The fuck is wrong with you? No. Nigga. You rainbow nigga. No. <laughs> and you know what? Had I been my teenage self, and like, you know, with the rose-colored glasses and everything... I would have been like, 
You gave it a bad review? What the hell? But at, now that I'm older... Like I, can, I care. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Why should I care? I like it. You don't like it. And that's cool. You know? Now, pool. From what I've now heard... Let me preface this is real quick. This is... Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. Go ahead. This is one of their first sampled songs. And yet it feels like vintage Paramore. It does. And it throws me off. It's like you went from the perfect fake love to the fucked up 26 Happy, into... Then to 26 and then to pull, yeah. And then pull, I'm like, what the fuck? Like, you don't just jump. Like, nigga, you don't just start jumping and just... What, what the fuck? Either way, pool. I love the hell out of pool. I, I love pool, but you can do better. But still, I love pool. That just the vibe of it, it was like it's it's tiny bit it's like tiny bit a weensy bit techno and it's tiny bit like you, you gotta catch it. Just just a scope bit, yeah. It's a still like another what the fuck okay, a, a tiny yeah. bit. Don't me off, I'm sorry. So um this, this is about you know that Haley is married. No, now we know, but okay. Haley is married to Chad Gilbert of Newfound Glory. And basically oh. this song, I believe, is about him. That's a bouncy-ass song. Talk about your husband, but okay, cool. It, if you really think about it and you listen to the lyrics, it's about an ex coming back in your life and, like, can I really trust this person again? But I still like them. Maybe I'll let it go. But this time, if it happens to fall out, I won't be as hurt, you know? Mm-hmm. That's basically what it is. And my gosh, I'm, I can listen to hear this in my head, and I'm just, like, dancing to it a little bit, you know? This this like, should be, like, almost in, like, not a romantic comedy, but, like, borderline romantic comedy movie. Like, <laughs> like the love song in the movie kind of deal. I I love just aesthetically, the sound sonically, the the vibe I get from it. I love this song. Like this is something that I learned. Yep. I have a mus- I have a musician that I I DJ and, and somewhat manage. Um, called his name is QNFR. He's a, he's in QL Entertainment. Yep. And I got his music reviewed by somebody else that I know personally, and he told me something like. There's a track that QNFR did called One Day. I found the beat for him, right? Yeah. He was in his pocket. He was zoned out. It was vintage him, right? Mm-hmm. But one thing I learned, you got to be willing to push that pocket. got to be willing to make that pocket bigger. Mm-hmm. Like, comparison with me and him is very different. Like, he has one unique style. I could, I could pull up 16 out of my ass right now if I want to, mm-hmm. okay? Is he, he worked with certain kind of music. With one certain genre, I could do ten, right? Mm-hmm. And yet, no, not I'm not better than him. He's not better than me. Yeah. And yet, my reviewer he said, always push yourself to try new things. With this song, it's first I'm sampling. They're trying new things, and yet it sounded to them. Yeah. Okay. So they still sounded perfectly like them, and yet it's something new that they don't normally do. Yeah. Okay. So what I'm saying for people listening is don't be afraid to try new things. You're still going to sound like you. Don't worry about that. Yeah. But try new things. You, you'll be surprised about how it comes out to. Yeah. 
And then we go to arguably my favorite. And that's saying, I know I say that quite a bit, but arguably my favorite and the one that means a lot personally to me, and that's Grudges. Since, since this is arguably yours and it's not, you, and it's not mine, um, I'm going to tell you what's mine at the end of the review. Mm-hmm. You talk more about it. Go ahead. Okay. So, um, I, I'm i not going to go too, too much into personally with this because this person might be listening. I don't want to go too, too much with this, but mm. a person came back into my life after a long time of just us being busy and be, being apart and not talking. And this song is basically about picking up where they left off. This is a song about Zach. Zach coming into the band, and there's, you know, an interview that Paramore did, and Haley said she wasn't sure that Zach was going to be willing to write this song or even play on this song. He was like, oh, yeah, no, it's great. So this song personally to me, um, it came out a week after I um, just started talking to a friend again, you know? And that was kind of creepy. Like, are y'all stalking me or something? And I know it takes a long time for music to, you know, come out, but I was like, y'all are stalking me, I swear. Because there was a situation where I reconnected with somebody, and it was just like nothing had happened. It was just like, oh, okay. And that's why it's arguably my favorite song, is because that one I drew a huge inference from from my personal life. But now you can go ahead and talk about it. I wasn't really feeling it. Because you gotta understand, fake love fucked me up. Fake fake love fake got me fake whatever the fuck name it is, you know what I'm saying. That the fake one. Um fake happy, sorry. Fake love fake <laughs> Anyway, that track fucked me up. That track had me my feelings. That track had me had me question life. That track gave me inspiration to make music my damn self at times. <laughs> It's like there's a major difference between fake love and grudges. Great, great grudges. Yeah, it's not as horrible as 26. Yeah. Thank, thank God. But it, it, they, they, I know they can do better. That was a six. Yeah, I know you can do better. That wasn't in your pocket. Like, like you went too far out, and you was uncomfortable making that song. Not as bad as 26. I'll give you credit for that. But still, it was like, yeah, yeah, you can do better. Yeah. You could definitely do better. And also, this is one of the other times that we haven't heard a huge swear in a Paramore song in a while. <laughs> Time is a bastard. I will absolutely agree. So now we move on to Caught in the Middle. Now, the feel of this one caught me off guard. Yeah. It's like, just like the first track in the album, this one is like one of their concept-like songs where it's like a trance and it's like... Give me a, give me like a preppy back in the day high school vibe. Mm-hmm. That's it's like, yeah. it's okay. I, it's okay. And it's like you never expect Paramore to go that go that way, and yet with this one it does, and I like it. Mm-hmm. It's it's basically Haley is confronted with her past and getting older, you know. That's what I drew from it. It's 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 that inference of 
you know, where they came from and where they're at now and where they're going in the future. You know, we get older, our sensibilities change. Um, I remember reading Haley's Twitter page, and this year marks the 10th year of Riot. She no longer thinks the way she did back then, you know? But she, she'd say she still understands that that music is still their music. So she had said, happy 10th birthday, misery business, you close-minded, silly song. It, it, I'm not, I'm paraphrasing. But it, that's the song where it's like, you understand where your past is and you still be okay with, you know, playing that music. But that was a time capsule. So she's like caught in the middle with that. Me personally, it's the way I see music. Um, it's like I can tell if somebody actually tried or he didn't try. Caught in the middle, they didn't try. Like they, they didn't try because they know this was this this was their element, so they they don't need to try. But even here's my thing: even if you know you're in your pocket, like if you're a quarterback and you're in your pocket and you're in your level of expertise, that doesn't mean you shouldn't push yourself. Mm-hmm. You should push yourself like how you push yourself when you make love, right? Yeah. Okay, cool. Um, fake love. Yep. Like that was vintage. You went there, nigga. Like you're gonna hear some shit. I'm gonna fuck you up, and you're gonna love it. Type of shit. Yeah. Caught in the middle, it was like considering the topic at hand. Like, should I go there? No, let's not go there. This is a sensitive subject. Let's not talk about it. No, 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 no. Put. Go there. Fucking go there. Make us feel something of what you're feeling. That's what I... Like, come on now. If, if you have fans that adore your music, make them feel what you feel. Okay? Good segue. After you give your number, that's a really good segue. Give your number. Wait, what? I'm, you can't... What? Huh? Caught in what? the middle. Give, give your number. I did. I said it was a... Oh, shit. Wait. I didn't. Wait, didn't. Okay. Ah, damn it. Eight. Because that day was actually a very nice song. But I know, but the reason why it was even an eight is because I know it didn't try, and I, and I don't like that. Overall, it was an eight. Okay. And you got a perfect, perfect segue. Adoring fans, let's talk about Idol Worship. <laughs> oh, that's right. That's right. That's right. It's like... You was going to that place again, but you stopped yourself. And like, you was wondering, should I go there again? Because that track, that track, I, I love that track. It's not a 10, but I love that track. Idol worship is something that, uh, now that I, you know, Chris Cornell's passing, I can look at it a little bit better. Yes, you could be a fan of their music. Yes, you can be a fan of them as a person, but they are a person. They're not. Mm-hmm. They make just as many mistakes as we do. You know, I see Haley as quote unquote hero, but I understand that she's human, and I have my own shit I have to deal with. I'm not going to idolize you. And there's some biblical inferences in this song, but just kind of overall, this is one that it's like. Yes, you can be a fan of somebody. You can 
idolize them to a degree, but don't do it in an unhealthy way. Scott and Creepy, please don't do that. Um, <laughs> let me let me expand that a tiny bit. Yeah. Um, I my own experience. Um, for a while in my childhood, I saw my nieces idolize and basically worship Beyonce. Mm-hmm. Right? Do they see this perfect woman dancing perfectly on the screen and like making all this money and starting to to run the world and be a single lady and all that stuff? Mm-hmm. At the end of the day, she's a person. This is one thing I learned in my life. Mm-hmm. Last time I checked, you can bleed just like I can. Mm-hmm. Because of that alone, I see you as an equal to me. Just because you have more money than me doesn't mean that you are better than me. Correct. Because at any point in time, I can come and kick your ass, and at any point in time, you can come and kick my ass. And you both wind up in jail. And that'd be some bullshit. <laughs> so, with that in mind, people, okay? I'll use me as an example, okay? I can tell I'm not, I'm not trying to be egotistical. I'm being realistic here, okay? Um, no, fuck that. I'm mean, gonna I mean, use XXX intent. Fuck it. I'm screaming myself. Anywho, there's gonna be people that's gonna be a fan of mine that's gonna allies me. Mm-hmm. Don't do that, please. Yeah. For the love of God, don't do that. It's not that. It's not that I don't. It's not that. Oh no, don't be my fans. More of look. I'm a person just like you. Yep. You can kill me. I can kill you. Mm-hmm. I have shit I deal with. Like you heard early in the podcast, I was sick for a month. I couldn't even make music. I have an EP. I got great in, 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 in 10 days. Yeah. Okay. If you're a musician, you get it. If you have a deadline, you get it. Just like you have a deadline for school or for work, you get it. Yep. I am just like you. You're just like me. Don't think of me as your superior. Think of me as your equal. Yep. And that applies to any art you listen to. Exactly. And I'm saying this again. I'm saying this again. Just because they make more money than you doesn't mean that they are better than you. Correct. Don't forget that. Yep. That's a, That's all. And what do you give it number-wise? Nine. Nine, because, like, they were pushing, and it felt nice, and it felt right, but it was like, it was almost at that place that it was at in fake love. Yep. But they didn't go there. Like, like they stopped themselves just right, just there. It was like, that yeah. empty bitch. And, um, <laughs> the, only reason why I correct, <laughs> the only reason why I corrected you the other times is, like, I'm trying to avoid comments, but now we just said it. Fuck it. We're going to say what we want to say. Anyway, now we move on to another first for Paramore in No Friend. How's a first for them? Because it is a their very first song featuring somebody. I didn't even notice. Mm-hmm. It features Aaron Weiss. And he is part of the band Me Without You, which is a huge influence on Haley. Now, maybe I wasn't paying, paying fully attention, 
So I will not give an order on this. Just to be real with you, I did not fully pay attention because it was like I'm because I noticed how long the track the last track was. I was waiting to hear that one, actually honest. So I cannot get this one a proper review. So the number will come from you, Josh. This is a Paramore song written by Paramore about Paramore from sung by somebody who influenced Paramore. This is a Paramore song. I swear I'm about here at Tennessee, you know, subject out. Okay. Every single one of the lyrics has references to the entire to the entirety of Paramore. I'll just give an example, okay? So uh-huh. another brick red room. Brick by boring brick. Another black top town. Franklin from All We Know Is Falling. Another misspelled band that comes from their origin of how they actually spell their name. Burning the houses down is a reference to Let the Flames Begin. Another pine box tune to fill the cemetery. Okay, another pine box tune to fill the cemetery day. Uh, it's coffin. It could mean around the video for Brick by Boring Brick. Uh, talking uh, a touch of orange over purgatory gray. The riot album cover. So this this is a song. If you read it, it's seriously just. Aha, okay, let me reference this. You're no friend of mine, you're no friend of mine. I'm no savior of yours, and you're no friend of mine. You see a flood-lit form, I see a shirt design. I'm no savior of yours, you're no friend of mine. Again, idol worship. Putting that person on the pedestal. You know? You don't know each other, and yet you put this artist on the pedestal. You know? Which shouldn't do, by the way, but yeah. Yeah, it's 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 walking that fine line. And then we talk about the final track. Pause. Number. Number for me. I swear to God, you say Thomas Mackie. That wasn't the time. If I'm thinking from your standpoint, I'm going to think what you might give it. Okay? Which is? I think you give it about a six. I was, I was, I was going to say seven, but I'm getting cool. Um, well, but shit. for me, this is a song that was kind of for the fans. So, like, so people, casual listeners can pass it over. But for those of us who really want to dig deep into the lyrics, it's nothing but references, references, references. And the fact that you're a fanboy, you gave it a six, intrigued me because I expected you to come out with a ten and some shit like that. But like for you to give it a six, I'm okay. not giving it a six. I'm gonna give it what you thought it was. But no, I want your number, my not number. Mine. Okay. Not don't give me a don't, no. Don't don't think I know. Don't know your number. My number. Person? Okay. Good. Even though I don't think it's they oh. have a bad song in them, it's a little bit of a weaker song. So, yeah, it was about a seven. Okay, seven. All right. Now, going to the last track. Tell me how. (laughs) 
they went to that dark place again. Mm-hmm. They went there. They fucking went there. They, they saved the best for last. I like that. They fucking like that. They, oh my God. And then they continued it without having to sing and like, God this, damn. This song is about the situation with Jeremy. God damn. Fuck. It's bad. And now that I hear this song and I look back, it's, I have some of the signatures from the band. Because some of them was like, oh, you could buy the, um, you know, buy the magazine with the article, which at the time was cool. You get the signed p- picture, right? Cool. I still have my signed, um, ain't it fun on my wall. And I will keep that in my record room till the day I die, right? Thinking about the situation, this, this is arguably their darkest song. Because... What do you do about the situation where you've been a friend from somebody since the beginning? You know, Jeremy's been there since the beginning. And him leaving and just how bad everything happened, like the shit that went down. Yeah. Go ahead, go ahead, go ahead, go ahead. It's hard to put, like, I know I said this a lot in the podcast, but it's, it's hard to put into words. It reminds me of Mary J. Blige. Blige, sorry. Um, like she's she's divorcing her husband, who's been her manager, mm-hmm. her best friend, and her husband for fifteen years. I think I have the number wrong. I'm sorry, but either way, and then like for like she trusted the man and everything, and now she finds out she he cheated, and then like he's, he's am I where a cunt? And then now he wants money from her to, to support him. And mm-hmm. it was like, she went back to that dark place. And then, unfortunately for her, that's when she makes fantastic music. Um, yeah. With this track, with Paramore, it was like, you gotta understand, when, 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 what was the name of the last track? I'm sorry. Okay. So. What was the name of the last track? Not, not I, the very last track, that track before. No Friend. No friend. I was back to the Washington corner, and then I heard the last track, and I was like, "God damn it, woman, fuck!" And I talked the horn again. So this was a ten. I fuck God, goddamn woman, fuck. You gotta okay. fuck me up, goddamn. Let me read you what Haley had to say about the song, and this is from uh, just one of their interviews. Quote, I've had a lot of feelings about just losing people. When you die, doesn't matter whose fault something was. Everything did feel life or death while we were writing this record. Everything mattered and was significant. Every feeling. This one had all these different heavy thoughts strung together. And it makes sense. This this track is dark. That's fuck. <laughs> like, but I like, God still, damn, you ran, bitch. Fuck. I still enjoyed it. Like, yeah. Like, overall, yeah. this this is Paramore's darkest album, and I could tell just because of the rock. It almost feels like this is the quintessent. Uh, in some cases, with some things, certain tracks, yes, certain tracks, no. This is Paramore. What they've been through, 
what the future kind of holds. And, you know, they, they wrote a song called Future. Haha. <laughs> That's not what the future holds. This this album is what wrecks kind of my mind, everything. And then, you know, it, it the last lyric is, I can still believe. You could, you know, even though during Rose Colored Boy, she says, you know, killed the optimist in me. He could still have hopes for the future, you know? True. Very true. But God damn it, Haley, you gotta fuck me up that bad? God damn it, shit. He fucked you up still... twice. God damn it, bitch. God damn. I'll still give you a hug, but God damn. <laughs> shit. So, God. what was kind of nice was I both times that I saw them, I got to meet them, and it was four, four years in between each. And I said, hey, you probably don't remember that, that meet and greet. And Haley said, no, I remember it. You know, just kind of like, mm, how you doing? I'm like, what? And it was just kind of cool. Just like, hey, haven't seen you guys in a while. That's how it felt, you know? Not putting up on a pedestal. It just, it feels like I'm listening to a friend's work in some odd reason. Like, we just, we went over that night of worship. But that, I don't know, now I'm just spouting Either way, mm-hmm. um, going into this, my overall number for the entire album, and you're giving one too, by the way. Um, I understand that I am not a Paramore fan. It's nothing against them. I just don't listen to rock all the time. That's not me. Yep. Paranopolis does that. So he's he, he's their fanboy, not me. So I'm a, I'm more of a critique guy. Um. Even then, when I listen to an album, I listen. I feel Sorry. the album. I, I don't just. I don't just listen to it. I feel it. I try to understand what they want me to feel. Mm-hmm. It's not my story. It's theirs. Yes. With that, this album feels like a mess that needed to be told. And then cleaned up. It was like they knew it was going to be an outright mess from the start, and they and they and they welcomed it with open arms. Yes. With that, it's still a mess because I know they can do better. I give it, and y'all gonna shoot me for this one, a six point five, only because. And hear me out. Okay. Only because coming from the shit they just dealt with, I have seen musicians be create masterpieces coming from a fucked up situation. They can do the same. Okay. Yep. I created beta. I create alpha. I'm about to create this last one here. I'm not quitting. Calm down. This next one here. Mm-hmm. And this came from a fucked up situation. And I was in fucked up situations from hell when I created those mixtapes. Mm-hmm. If I can do it, and I was homeless when I made these these motherfuckers, she can do it too. And she got a place for, and she got a place, and she's married, and they're fine financially. Okay. Haley and what's the other two guys' name? I forgot. Taylor. 
mm-hmm. and Zach. Zach. Haley, Taylor, Zach, I know you can do that. I see, like I said, I've seen musicians create masterpieces when they're all the way fucked up. Mm-hmm. Okay? You can too. That was a mess. Yeah, a few gems like Fake Love and the name of the last track. Tell me how. Tell me how. Sorry. I go, sorry, I know about the, where they were at in the, in the album. Mm-hmm. You had some gems, but then you have fucking messes, like 26 and No Friends. Okay? I think it was No Friends. No Friend. Oh, well. No Friend. You can do better. There's a reason why he's a freaking fanboy. Okay? There's a reason. That wasn't your best. Do better next time. That's why it's a six. Go ahead. Even if there if there is a next time. There will be. This this arguably could be their last one, but I don't think it'll be their last one, but uh, the the energy I feel from that album, they they, they got they got something up this league. They got something there's more. Okay. I'm not sure how much more, but there's more. Even if we get I like this album, I'll preface that. Um I think they have at least I'll be happy with one more after this. I'm just happy having this, to be completely honest. Um, and as a fanboy, I enjoyed it overall. There are some weak points in it, but every single Paramore song, and I know, I know this going to sound weird for me, even though I gave that one song like an 8 or 7, um, I still don't hate it. There is no Paramore song that I hate. I can draw inferences from every single one. And that's that's really hard for a band to do, you know? Or any artist or any any song, you know? Well, I do feel this is a bit of a weaker album. I, I and knowing what I know from the history and where it kind of sits in my life. I, I'm torn between two right now. So my final verdict, and you're probably going to hate me for this one. Eight and a half. How the hell is it eight and a half? Sorry for the yelling. I'm hungry. But still, how? <laughs> I, really want, I really want McDonald's right now, but still, how? You can have it delivered, apparently. Not in Topeka, but still, how? Subject I get that. I get it. They came from the from the Jeremy um lawsuit. I get that. Haley had rough patch in her life. I, I get it. They lost they lost half the dead members and then like all that shit happened. I get it. But one. Grudges. One. What you... Grudges oh. I pull my inferences from my life. If if we're going by that then I want to give it an 8.5 based on... No, no. I, I should have given it a 9 if, if it was going to go by that. That's where I was torn. It was 8, 8.5 and, and 9. That's where I was torn. And only because... It's not that... Again, I, keep, I said this like five times already. 
it's hard for me to put into words because it's just a feeling that I have. And what I get out of it. Even if it's just like a song that's like, I am a bicycle. You know that? I know that was one of the weirdest things I've ever made. Please don't make that a meme. Please don't make that a meme. After we post this, we're going to hear us all going to see. Hi, I'm a bicycle. But, that bitch a meme. Anyway. <laughs> um, From what I pulled out of it, that's where that comes from. And for me, it's, it's kind of like, you know, you know how much music I have on my, like, on my computer and everything. And they when, didn't send me, but yeah. That'll take forever to send. That's the point. If I saw a hard drive, fill that bitch and mail it to me anyway. I can be a de- I can be to a degree forgiving, and you're probably gonna say, "Oh no, no, no! You're being really, you know, fanboy with this." It was for rose-colored boy. It was for forgiveness it was for pool for grudges for no friend them taking a couple of risks on this album and yes there there were some weaker tracks i can absolutely agree from a critical standpoint and from a fan standpoint there are some songs in here i cannot wait to hear live even if it was just like there's some songs like that I know are just like fluff songs, you know? But I still get a fun vibe from it. If that makes sense. Anyway, we're we're babbling on way too long. That was uh, a fan view and a critical view of After Laughter. By Paramore. By Paramore. And also, what did you think of the logo? Last thing, what did you think of the logo and like the artwork? That's a thing that, that caught me completely off guard. Because they hear you say this is a dark album, and then I hear tracks like Fake Love and the last track of the album. I'm like, why the fuck did you make that cover? Okay. Like, I want to see blood. I want to see some gore in this bitch. What the fuck? <laughs> okay. So, Haley, Taylor, and Jeremy. After the, bitch. After the... After the Pharaoh Brothers left, they got a bar tattoo. And that's what the single club covers is. This is basically the top being removed off. After after Jeremy left, we didn't know what to think. This is kind of the response. And after laughter basically means like, you know, that moment where we're laughing a little bit and you kind of subside and calm down and think of different things. That's what overall like the... um. Okay, so here. Um, it means that look on a person's face when they laugh really hard, and then there's this moment where they come back to reality. I like watching for it. Maybe I'm a little bit of a creep. That's what Haley said. It, you know, it's maybe it's my inexperience with the rock. That could be what it is. I that may be it. It's just when I, if you know it's gonna be a dark album, 
It don't if you're not gonna fuck some people up with this album. Why the hell would you put the top put the cover like that? Like you have anything is an eighties album or some shit. <laughs> that's got me, exactly... got me confused as hell. <laughs> that's how I felt. Well, anyway, I think that's actually a good place to kind of stop, don't you? Because yes, yes, we've yes. been rambling for, shoot, True. almost two hours now. We were late, okay? We hatched the cover. We had to play catch-up, okay? This was warranted. Yes. This is so not going on my SoundCloud because I need my space. But still, yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, do you have any closing thoughts on just overall what we talked about today? Not just hey, the album, just overall. Oh. Hey Lee, I did not mean to be offensive with the word rainbow bitch just because I didn't want to be racist and I'm <laughs> black and your hair actually looks very nice so I'm just saying rainbow because yeah, pretty much yeah. and bitch because I'm, I'm gay I, I get to say it so I, I, I'm not trying to be offensive I actually do mean well and I do wish the best for you and your, and your band Paramore it's just come better I'm better. I know you can't. There's a reason why he's a freaking fanboy. I'm better next time. Please. Please. For the fans. I I can feel you on that. Please and thank you. And besides that, people, I hope hope you you go for your dreams. I hope that you you, I cannot think of what I'm trying to say. Be a real nigga. God damn it. There. Be a real nigga. There. There you go. And you... I know I cannot repeat that because... (laughs) Good reasons, but I'm sorry. <laughs> well, I do agree that yes, this is not their strongest. Them pulling this out, I'm I'm okay with. But yeah, Haley, Haley, Taylor, Zach, if you're listening to this, I love you guys. You guys are, I I love your music, and this is just being just from a listening standpoint. I'm not going to idolize you guys. I learned my lesson, Haley. I learned my lesson. But I continue to make music, even if it's just kind of like just fun side projects and fun stuff. I'll continue to listen. Um, I, I loved I loved the sound at times on this. Um, but please continue to make music because you'll have a lifetime fan right here. I will listen even if it's just like you singing me on a bicycle. I sw- no, 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 pause, pause. Haley, if you sing that, I swear to God, I'm going to go to one of your concerts, I'm going to see, see in person, I'm going to say hi, I'm going to smack with a boot. Your boot. <laughs> and then you'll end up in prison. I, 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 look, no, 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 that Haley, no. Just saying. I think God we've damn. also laughed quite a bit. <laughs> Well, we all been stressed out with them with recent events, and I just got better recently, so I need to laugh. Yes, you all need to laugh. Uh, it's okay to laugh. It's good to laugh, and to it's okay to not be okay. We covered that earlier. It's okay to not be okay. If you need help, seek it. There's nothing wrong. There's nothing embarrassing. At least with well, 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 that, at least try to get better. That'd be feel great. Yeah. Don't don't be a horrible person all your life. Be, that kind of sucks. But still. Yeah. I, I, what he's saying is it's okay to go to that dark place if you have to. But get the fuck out of it, please. And thank you. Jeez. Yeah. Yes. It, it's a torturous pit of hell. 
covered in glass shards. Okay, that, okay, salt. okay. Pause, pause, nigga, 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 nigga. You white nigga. No, no. I gotta go eat something after this. No. I I prefer to solve an appetite. I'm just, just I'm just saying. Just I'll beat you with your own boot. No. Sorry, sorry. I had a lot of dark imagery you, you, tonight. You you you, 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 dark imagery, loving motherfucker. No, man. God damn. Anyway, what I can suggest is always have a laugh. It's always good huh. to laugh. Shit. And with that, please, please. And with that, I'm the pirate novelist. And I'm DJ of HD. If I offended anybody, I'm sorry. Kind of. Not really, but still, yeah.